a 49-yard attempt for Justin Tucker left hatch. To, if he misses it, it's overtime. If he hits it, it's ball game. Morgan Cox a snap. Sam Cook to hold. Tucker, his kick is up. It is good. The Ravens have won. Knocked off the 49ers. Josh Allen shotgun. Devils seven single carry to his left. Two receivers to either side. John Brown wide to the right. Covered by Marcus Peters. Allen takes his snap. Looks to the left. Coming back to the right. Firing a slant for Market for Brown. Incomplete. The Ravens are in the playoffs. That was Justin Tucker's game-winning field goal against the 49ers as the clock hit triple zeros. As well as the moment the Ravens clinched the playoffs against the Bills. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. It's been a while since I've done a podcast today. It's going to be a packed one. We're going to be talking a lot of Ravens, as is the rest of the country. Uh, is there a way to stop Lamar Jackson? Possibly more on that. Playoff picture. We're going to talk about something which I've been annoyed with for a while. Some major signings in the MLB. More on that. All that coming up and much, much more on Sports with Yosef. For those of you who have been Ravens fans for more than the last 5 to 10 weeks, basically if you're not a bandwagon fan, you'll know that the Ravens have never gotten much press attention. They've never been the league's darlings. They've never been that team everyone likes. It's just never happened before in franchise history. 2000s with the Super Bowl run, no one likes smash mouth defense and good running and good good special teams and running the football. It's good football coaches love it. Fans don't. I mean they like they love the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner. Which by the way would have been an epic Super Bowl if that happened. Kurt Warner that and that offense versus Ray Lewis and the Ravens defense. That could have been a really good Super Bowl instead of the Giants upset the Rams, and we got to see a blowout in the Super Bowl. I mean, 2012, that wasn't the Ra- I mean, people weren't going nuts over the Ravens. I mean, that was a team that started 9-2 and and ended the year, I mean, with a whole lot of issues. They ended going 1 out of 5. Um, they ended 10-6, and, and 2006, they weren't the league's darlings either. I mean, and that was the best coming into this year, regular season um, franchise record. I mean, last year, I mean, you had that crazy run by Lamar Jackson, went 6-1 and one to end his regular season, but got the Ravens into the playoffs, but people weren't buying into Lamar. People weren't saying that he could be great. People weren't saying he could be good. They were just saying he was going to be getting injured. But this is different. This is right now a Ravens team which started 2-2. Two and two. I mean, you had that, I mean, that beat down to the Browns at home, and then they went on a winning streak. You go into Pittsburgh, hit a game-winning field goal, that's a really tough weather conditions there. Ravens weathered it, and they went on for the win. Excuse the pun. Excuse the pun. And then the Ravens, they they just got hot, and it worked. Lamar Jackson showed what he could do, and he took it not just what he could do. He showed what he has not. People have never thought he'd be able to do. I mean, when you when you take a look at what he's done this year, not as a running back, not as a running quarterback, but as a Pro Bowl quarterback, an MVP caliber quarterback. What he has done has been outstanding. He's got 40 total touchdowns. That's nine or 11 more than the than Russell Wilson, who's considered the second best quarterback and second in the MVP race. Nine or 11 touchdowns more. I don't remember which. I'm sorry. That's not a small margin. 
That's not a one game difference. That's not a two game difference. Maybe it's a two a two very good game difference. Maybe. I mean like but normal that that's like a three game difference. That's a lot. Both Lamar and Russell Wilson have started every game this year. They've played a lot of the same teams. Cause their divisions played each other. And right now there's just I mean, Lamar Jackson's been outstanding. I mean, you and he has captured the heart of the league. He is one of the most humble players in the NFL. Although he'll never tell you that. He got he's got Mark Ingram to do that for him. Big trust. But I mean, this is Lamar Jackson, game in game out. He's Lamar Jackson. His motivation is failure. He could get, go perfect. Every pass could be a touchdown pass. He could, but he'll still be criticizing himself. No, I got to make that read faster. I've got to do a better step, job of stepping up the pocket. The throw is a little bit. I threw it to the right shoulder pad. I meant to left shoulder pad. I mean, it's stuff like that. I mean, I mean that stuff you got to fix. And I mean, it's, it's you got. I mean, move on to the future. Look to the future and just like, eh. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I had single plays, but like, no. I, I mean, I'm, I left plays out on the field, which I could have been better. I mean, that's what that's what his response is going to be. That's not a warranted response. Lamar Jackson, like I said, has captured the heart of America. And he's doing it with his arm and his legs, his attitude. And it's not just Lamar. This is a Ravens team that has, when it comes to the mo- to the mo- in the big moments, in the small moments, they still play with vigor. They play with while having fun. They're relaxed, they're jovial, and they're exciting. There is no game. There is no instance where Lamar Jackson and this Ravens offense is on the field where it is not exciting. Where the NFL defense is just praying to only give up a run of three yards. I mean, like, you you hold the Ravens to a five, six-yard run. Maybe, I mean, you could make a decent argument. That's a good defensive play. That's where the Ravens are. That's why the Ravens have really become the nation's darling and it's weird if you've been a Ravens fan this has never happened before people were criticizing Joe yeah after the Super Bowl people were talking about Joe Flacco but the nation never never loved the Ravens like this I mean you've got teams like that love the Cowboys like this that love the Steelers like this iconic franchises guys the Ravens have only been around for about 23 years and this is where they're at right now they've been one of the most successful franchises in the NFL They've been one. They've had one of the been the most stable franchises in the NFL, and they've gotten the results. Lamar, I didn't have the I didn't play the audio in the beginning, but he clinched the playoffs. He clinched the AFC North title Thursday night against the Jets, and that was a game in which Lamar threw for another four. Th- uh, I want to say threw for five, threw for five, and Mark Ingram also had a rushing touchdown. I mean, that's just being moments, small moments. It doesn't make a difference. And the Ravens. I mean, you. Let's just take just quickly take a look at this winning streak. And I'm probably gonna forget the game because I I wasn't planning on talking about this. You go to you play the Steelers, Steelers, and I mean you've got that very brutal physical game there. You went home, I believe, against the Bengals. Sloppy special teams, not great defense. Ravens get a win. 
Then you're going to go on the road. Who would that be? That would be week 7. Who would the Ravens play week 7? They went to Seattle. They went to play the Seahawks. Close game in the first half. Defense made a play that Marcus Peters pick 6. Lamar Jackson had his comment to John Harbaugh on the sidelines. An emphatic, we're going to go and score. And they did on a 4th down and 2 at the 8. Then you got the bye. You destroy the Patriots at home. You go to the Bengals. Lamar has another perfect quarterback rating. He had that incredible spin move. You're back home. You demolish the Texans. You obliterate the Rams then on the road on Monday Night Football. Lamar becoming the first quarterback on Monday, uh, in his Monday Night Football debut to throw for five touchdowns. You come back home. Short week. You play the best, arguably the best team in the NFL in the 49ers. Brutal game. Horrific weather conditions. And, I mean, not everything went the Ravens' way. There was horrific refing. I'm going to talk about that later. But, in the end, the Ravens came up with a win. And it was Lamar Jackson had like a five-minute drive to salt out the clock and set up Justin Tucker for that game-winning field goal. And that was like a 16-play, like 30-yard drive or something like that. That's, that's, not, that's just not like normal. I mean, having it was more like 14 for 40 yards or something like that. But being able to have a drive like that, I mean, that's just not an NFL norm. Then you go on the road. Who did they play? Go to the Bills. Go to the Bills, beat them. Not a good weather day. They found ways to make plays. Ravens took. I mean, don't get me wrong. The weather really helped the Ravens. Josh Allen had wide open receivers deep, which he wasn't able to hit because of the wind. But then they're back home against the Jets. They clinched. Now they're going to the Browns. Back home against the Steelers. And right now, this is a very healthy Ravens team. But there's also a Ravens team, which. In the big moments, in the small moments, they play good football. There's no, I mean, you've got a team like the Cowboys. They beat the good teams. They lose to the bad teams. you got teams like that. you got teams like in the Joe Flacco era, a lot in Baltimore. I'm not, uh, not going to lie. I don't know the Cowboys record perfectly. I know they've not done that. But I mean, but I know they've played better than they should have against some teams. They've played worse than they should have against other teams. I mean, that's kind of like that Joe Flacco era, though. Where the Ravens, they would play up to the level of the good teams. They would play down to the level of the bad teams. That's not what Lamar Jackson does. Lamar Jackson takes care of business. He does what good teams are supposed to do to bad teams. Thump them. And that's what he did. And does. And that's what he's looking to do to end the season and to go on into the playoffs. Because right now you can make an argument. I mean, I'm not going to just make an argument. I'm going to say it. The Ravens are the best team in the NFL. They are the team to beat. I don't care. You can say it's Bill Belichick. You can say it's Tom Brady. The Ravens destroyed the Patriots Sunday Night Football. I'm not so sure the Patriots are getting a bye right now. And you never know what's going to happen. And I really, I mean, like, if the Patriots don't get a bye, when's the last time that didn't happen? The Patriots might not win their division, guys. I mean, I'm not saying, it's not likely. It would take the Patriots to lose out. Patriots have to lose out. Bills have to win out. But Patriots and Bills are playing each other. So in Week 17, if the Patriots are playing their backups, could I see a scenario where the Patriots are so confident in themselves that they don't play Tom Brady for long enough? Not like Tom Brady's done much this year. In fact, he's not done much at all. 
Can I see a scenario, though, where the Patriots lose their final game? Absolutely. If that happens and the Bills win out, guess who's AFC's champions? It's the Bills. Guess who's going to be in the wild card? The Patriots. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying the, I'm not so sure the Patriots are the team to beat. Ravens beat the Seahawks. They beat the 49ers. They've, they did not beat the Saints. I think there are very few teams in the playoffs that can beat the Ravens. And I think two of them are in the AFC, one of the NFC. Here they go. Here I go. Steelers, Chiefs, Saints. Steelers, they're an AFC North rival. Anything happens. If you listen to my other previous episodes, which, by the way, everyone should check out all of the previous episodes of Sports with Yosef, as well as checking out my blog, sportsblog.com, username, yosefm613. Check out my live play-by-plays on Sportscaster, at yosefm613. Give me a follow on Twitter, at yosefm613, at yosefm613. There's, there are links and stuff like that in, dis- in the description of this podcast. But I'm Jerry Sandusky, y'all. Voice of the Ravens. And I was ta- we were talking about this Ravens-Steelers rivalry. And I don't. I probably should get the audio, but I'm not going to have the time to do that right now. So, to, to, to basically say what he said, the names change. But the nature of the rivalry stays the same. I mean, anything can happen. Ravens won. I mean, the Ravens swept the Steelers when the Ravens went five and eleven back in 2015. I could see the Steelers beating the Ravens in the playoffs just because of the fact that they're the Steelers. It's an AFC North rivalry. Anything can happen. Chiefs. Chiefs have the offense to stay with the Ravens in a in a blow in a shootout. And they have the head coaching to not make the mistakes. They have a good special teams. They've got um and they've got Patrick Mahomes. That's a team that could beat the Ravens. The Saints, Drew Brees, uh, he took the... He has the most touchdowns in NFL history. He's got the best completion percentage in NFL history. He's got the most yards in NFL history. Not, he might lose the touchdowns to Brady soon, depending on who plays longer. Um, likely that person will uh, take most touchdowns all time, unless you've got a new, now a new quarterback. You can make an argument. Mahomes has the capability of doing that. But what would be interesting is... With the Saints, they beat the Ravens last year, but, but remember, that was a missed f- uh, extra point by Tucker, which, by the way, Tucker's missed two extra points this year. It's just unacceptable, the, this Ravens special teams. I mean, they've not had the pop in the in the return game. They've not... I mean, Sam Cook's barely punted. Justin Tucker's missed a field goal. He's, uh, hit, he's missed two extra points. Unacceptable. I mean, this is Ravens special teams, which needs to have perfection every single game. Unacceptable. But I'm joking. Uh, you can make mistakes, especially in a blowout situation. But definitely not with the Ravens, the way the Ravens want to do it. I mean, they had a block punt against the Jets. That's unacceptable. The special teams does have to get better. But I'm not expecting Tucker to be perfect. But I do. I I, I am kind of wondering on the two extra points if it was just lack of concentration, both at home, both primetime games, both with a nice lead. I'm wondering if it was just lack of concentration by Tucker. Um, maybe. And and both both kicks extra missed extra points. By the way, there never was a replay showing it. I just as a fan, as a hopeful analyst, that's something I'm looking. I'm look. I want to see. That's something I want to see. I want to see his mechanics there. I want to see his expression. I want to see was he expecting that to go in? Did he know it was a bad kick? That's the stuff I want to see. I want to see different angles of it. I want to see. I mean, now that's stuff I want to see. Was it snap? What about the snap? What about the hold? That's like that. Like I said, I've not been able to find replays of it. So. There's only so much I will know. But here, here's the thing. Here is the thing. The Ravens special teams has, has to get better. But the Saints, I think the re- they could put up a really good game. Michael Thomas, 
I mean, that's a really good Saints to see if you could have Mark Ingram going back against against his former team. I, I I mean, it will be a really good game. And if that's the Super Bowl, it will be a good one. But, I don't know. I think the Saints have, have, can, again, shoot out. They can stay with the Ravens. I think the Ravens have one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm, I mean, so, I mean, we'll see how those high-powered offenses do against this Ravens defense. Which, I mean, remember... For three quarters, the Ravens shut down the Saints last year. It's that last quarter. Lamar Jackson doesn't take a break. So you really have to be scoring points every drive to st- to stay with and beat this Ravens team. And that's what I mean. That's what teams have to do, and they have to really, I mean, try to get to Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson said said recently that he's noticed players are going more for like trying to chop him off his feet, stuff like that, make him feel the hits, which he's not that happy about, and he shouldn't be that happy about. I'm not happy about that. It's a cheap shot. I get why why coaches are doing it, but I mean, what coaches and, and players are saying, yeah, this is what we got to do. Maybe it's the only way, but I think there's another way to beat Lamar Jackson. And let's just do more playoffs before we do go to that. I mean, an interesting team here. I mean, interesting thing could be Steelers don't make the playoffs. If they lose, I mean, if they lose out, it could be tough. I mean, excuse me, even if they win one and lose one out, I mean, win, win, go one and one ten the season, they could still not make the playoffs. It's close in the AFC. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. It'll also be interesting to see. I mean, you've got the Eagles Cowboys matchup. What's going to happen there? Two two teams which I hate to say the word good for either of them. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see. Both teams seven and seven tied atop the NFC East, and what is an uncompetitive NFC starts competitive. Don't get me wrong; all the teams are within like three or four games of each other, five games. I don't know, but it's not a good competitive. It's a horrific competitive. But I think there's a possibly a way to stop Lamar Jackson. Scratch that. I don't think I think there's a way to possibly slow down Lamar Jackson. Unfortunately, it's not something you can order. It's not something that can just happen. You have to hope, pray for it to happen. Weather. Lamar Jackson struggled a little bit in the weather. He's had a couple of really tough weather games. Let's go to the 40, 49ers game. Pounding, driving rain. It, it wasn't as sharp. He had some very good throws. I mean, he slipped a, a little bit. He had tr- he had trouble with his footing in wet conditions. So that's interesting to see. I mean, going back to the Seahawks game, where he, like he couldn't get comfortable with different cleats and stuff like that. So that's interesting. That'll be interesting to see. But like, so rain not his best. Then it was really, really windy in Buffalo. We're talking like twenty mile an hour gusts. Lamar Jackson wasn't bad, but if this the snaps weren't good in the, that weather. This, Lamar had to reel in some snaps. If you can't get a snap in the shotgun five yards away or, d- or in the deep pistol, and you can expect Lamar Jackson to be able to throw a pass, it wasn't easy there. But that's what December, January football could bring. And then we saw intense Cole versus the Jets, and Lamar Jackson weathered it well. Um, but Lamar Jackson's done well in those has done well enough in those scenarios. He dominated versus the Jets. Bills, he missed some throws. Um, there were some drops. It was tough. They ran the ball a lot more. 49ers, it wasn't as good. But again, there were some missed calls by the officials. But Lamar Jackson, it could be the weather will slow him down. We've got to see him in snow. And especially with his pump fakes on the zone reads, when it when it gets slippery, more slippery, it's harder for him to hold on to the ball. He's got to make split-second decisions. The running back doesn't know if he's taking it or, or, or leaving it. 
And credit to the Ravens, they've only lost one fumble this year from Lamar Jackson, I think, or maybe just one fumble total. I mean, the Ravens have done a fantastic job of handling the loose balls, but the Ravens, I mean, that is an area for concern there. If you're saying, hey, maybe we can get them to, I mean, maybe the weather can force some fumbles for us. Maybe Lamar's, the ball will slip out of Lamar's hands. And yes, the other team has to deal with that also. But the Ravens' offense, it is much more prevalent and it's much more of a worry. And the Ravens, I mean, going back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, the Ravens, they are the nation's darlings right now. And they they just sent 12, they're sending 12 players to the Pro Bowl. Whether or not they play in the Pro Bowl is another question. It could be the Ravens will have made the Super Bowl. But, the Ravens 12 players. And by the way, I would love to see Lamar Jackson in the skills showdown, the dodgeball stuff. I mean, that, hey, you think he's got some crazy juke moves to get out of the way of dodgeball? I'm, I think he does. I think he's got something up his sleeve there. I prefer for the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it if they, I mean, watching Lamar Jackson playing the Pro Bowl, I, I might not be happy about it, but I definitely will enjoy it. But, the Ravens sent 12 players to the Pro Bowl. And these are, I mean, just, I'll go through a couple of them because I don't know them all by heart. We're talking about guys like T uh, Justin Tucker, Sam, Co uh, Sam Cox. No, excuse me, Morgan Cox. Sam Cook did not go. He's not. He's barely punted this year because the Ravens' offense has been too good. Lamar's were there. Mark Ingram's there. Pat Ricard's there. Basically, the Ravens' starting backfield. I think Mark Andrews went. Uh, Earl Thomas went. Matthew Judon went. Uh, I, I'm blanking on names here. Twelve players. And this is really a testimony, not just to Lamar Jackson. People have been saying maybe Lamarkable, Lamarvelous. It's all about Lamar. No, it's not. Lamar makes the players around him better. This is something that Joe Flacco didn't really do. Joe Flacco needed a supporting cast. Lamar Jackson takes the players around him and he elevates their game, and he really, and really does a fantastic job doing what he does. But not just, it's not about Lamar. Lamar, it's about getting the ball to other players. It's about uh, I mean, other players having the big night. I mean, there's a great example of this in the Jets game. Lamar threw a touchdown pass to Mark Andrews. It was a... Um, and Lamar was having a historic night. And he gives the ball to Mark Andrews. Like, no, you keep this one. This is yours. That's what Lamar... That's who Lamar is. Yes, I know Mark Andrews had just set a Ravens single-season record. I think Lam Mark Andrews will catch another touchdown pass, though. I sure hope he does. Because I'm uh, not sure if he's in my fantasy league where I'm in the championship, actually. No, scratch that. He's in, I think he's in my other league. I have him in my other league. But that's where, like, that's who Lamar Jackson is. Going back to what I said earlier, that's what makes him and the Ravens the nation's darlings. And this is, I mean, <laughs> the nation voted for this Ravens team. But... This is, I've talked a lot about the good parts about this Ravens team. I did talk a little bit about the bad and special teams. There is another issue of concern here for the Ravens. It's not health. It's definitely not the offense. It's it's their run defense. I mean, they've got a really stout secondary. I am wondering how good this run defense is. I mean, they've been giving up a lot of big running games. And they're playing the Browns on Sunday. A Browns team, which remember Nick Chubb, how many rushing yards did he have in the first matchup? 180-something? 185, I think. The Ravens cannot afford to give that up again. They absolutely cannot. And we'll see how they deal with it. But it's not going to be easy. And this is... A, I mean, you've, you've got to be able to really 
just shut down the run. I mean, that, I mean, good run defense. I mean, the Ravens, I've criticized the Ravens before for what they've done. And and their players, for being a team that's built to stop the run. They had guys like C.J. Mosley, Tony Jefferson, Matt Elam, guys who were built to stop the run. That's and I was like, guys, this is the twenty. It was what probably wasn't twenty nineteen when I said it, but this is a passing league. Get guys who can play the pass, and now the Ravens are getting are having trouble stopping the run. Ironic, and uh, irony's on me definitely, and whatever. But I, the Ravens, I think they've got the talent there. I think they're going to be able to figure out a way to do it, but they're going to have to. But they do have to do something. They have to be able to. I don't know if it's putting an extra guy in the box. I don't know what. Maybe it's just better fundamentals. Maybe they are just getting a blocked one game. Maybe it's a schematic thing that the teams have got a personnel package. They've got to stop the run. You talk about areas of the game which travel. Run a good running game travels. A good defense travels. Good special teams travel. Not to say a good passing game or good coaching doesn't travel. I always want to ask like someone who always talks about teams that travel like so you're saying they don't travel and i think it's possible that they don't they do not travel as easily but in general a good team travels well in all phases of the game but especially the january football running the ball is really crucial and the ravens are gonna have to be able to figure out a way to stop the run and they're also gonna have to figure out a way to not let the uh, the referees stop them from winning because the NFL officiating, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the guy who says it. No, it's it's all against us. It's all against us. It's not. It's horrific. It's horrific anywhere, everywhere, anywhere, everywhere you look. Every game, every week, every drive. There's another bad call. It's compromising the integrity of the game. I've ranted before about it. I don't want to rant again. I just got to say, to the NFL, fix your officiating, cause it stinks. You you made an, a rule to challenge pass interferences. You don't hold by it. I don't remember if I've said it on this uh, platform or on other platforms. I don't think the NFL would overturn the Nicole Robbie Coleman hit on Tommy Lee Lewis if they took a look at it. I don't think they would. I mean, Mark, I'm going to go back to the Ravens 49ers game. Mark Andrews running down the, um, uh, what do you want to call it, outside post, whatever. Um, whatever you're going to call that corner route. And I'm not even sure if that was his route, actually. It might have just been a deep crosser. And he got hit, knocked to the ground before on a pass that looked like it was going to be right at him. And the, the ball's in the midair. He gets knocked to the ground. He gets jumped over by two different defenders for the 49ers. No flag. Harbaugh challenges. No. F- and they stay with the call. I mean, that's one of the most blatant passing interferences. That's what the rule was to enforce those kind of incredibly blatant passing interferences calls. Over this offseason, the NFL is going to have to define what an egregious play is. Egregious. That is a key word. What defines egregious? The NFL had to define a catch a couple of years ago. They've done a pretty good job of that right now. Uh, I'm very happy with the catch rule. They have to define egregious as well. It's a game of adjustments, and right now it's up to the NFL to adjust and it's up to the other co- teams, coaches, and players in the NFL trying to see if they can stop Lamar Jackson. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Messina. I'll see you next time.